the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. We might have a little fun along the way. It's the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you today. It's always great to want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. It's always great to have this time together for a few minutes every week. Have a great show for you, and we'll get right into it in just a moment. First of all, I want to give you a message from our friends over at Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair. Let you know that Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair is your one-stop center for all your lawn and garden needs in the greater Apopka, the Northwest Orange County, and the South Lake County and South Seminole County areas. Apopka Moore carries the best brands in the industry, Skag, Echo, Shindewa, and Toro. Come see their impressive brand new showroom at 2975 West Orange Blossom Trail between the 429 and Plymouth Sereno Road. That's also, of course, Highway 441, north of Apopka. Family-owned and operated, Apopka Moore and Equipment Pair. They sell the best, and they fix the rest. Find out more at ApopkaMooreRepair.com. Also want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Tuffy Auto Center Apopka. Let you know that Tuffy Auto Center is pleased to be awarded the best, best in Apopka once again. That's because Tuffy Apopka, at Tuffy Apopka, the work is done right. Find out more at TuffyApopka.com. That's Tuffy Apopka, your neighborhood repair center. Got a great guest for our first half of our show today. I'm pleased to be joined by, we'll be pleased to be joined by Lima Griff, outstanding Florida Gator wide receiver, a record-setting Florida Gator and Southeastern Conference wide receiver during his career during the mid-70s. Also, of course, well-known now as the color analyst for a Florida Gator football radio broadcast. And then later in our show, we'll be talking with members of the Apopka Memorial Middle School basketball team, and we'll talk about their recent Orange County championship with their coaching staff and actually some of the players. I know, really looking forward to have that and sharing that with you. But right now, we're pleased to be joined by Lee McGriff, one of the Florida Gators' all-time outstanding players and wide receivers, and also one of the all-time outstanding Southeastern Conference receivers. Lee, it's great to catch up with you. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Roger. Love being on your show. And I guess the first and most obvious question, if Florida just finished up their spring football for you know, 2019, and can you right there in Gainesville and on the scene, can you share with us what you feel some of the, the major um, highlights of the spring were for the Gators? Well, you know, Roger, when, when a spring practice is, is run well, it, it's really not about assessing how good the team will play together because that's only a fraction of what you work on in spring practice is is team coordination. It, it's it's more about the coaches finding what players they think can play significant roles in, in the fall. And I, I thought they did a great job of that. Um, certainly, basics of offense and defense were taught and taught consistently. I keep saying that about Dan Mullen. They, they do a great job of teaching, but they also gave Everybody, and I mean everybody, walk-ons included, uh, opportunities and and repetitions at practice, and you know I think I think this this team has continued to progress. I mean they're 
there were guys that played last year that came back and and you know they got they've, they're getting better as they should uh, as they mature and learn more. So I, I think there's there's plenty of talent to win football games last year because they won a bunch last year. They were good, and and I, I actually think this team could be better. But I don't know that their record will reflect that because they've got a difficult schedule. Everybody knows that. The Gators have a difficult schedule, yes, uh, next year. And they could actually be better than this past year and not win as, as many games. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just saying it's a, it's a difficult road that they have. Uh, but, but I do think that the Gator football has been transformed instantly with, uh, with Dan Mullen and staff to being – good and competitive and, you know, right on the edge of great and great may be there. So, um, you know, I, I continue to be very positive about Gator football. It's exciting to see what Coach Mullen can do in his second year as Gator coach. Of course, he did an outstanding job. Obviously, um, it goes without saying, in his first year. And friends, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're pleased to be joined by Gator great wide receiver Lima Griff talking for the Gator football and you know, Lee, the, the the second question, of course, that would come is, you know, the I guess the most obvious question that everybody always wants to hear about is, is the quarterback and development of, of quarterback. And you know, I, you know, certainly in the spring game, uh, Felipe Franks had an outstanding statistical game. Can, you know, can you share with us um, insights about his his continued development? Yeah, I think Felipe's. Uh, everybody has said from the minute they recruited him that that all the tangible skills he has extraordinary size he has extraordinary arm strength um you, you know when when he wants to run the football he can do it pretty effectively all the tangibles were there the, the question was um you know can he be a good player though uh, just because you have physical skills doesn't make you a good player it helps but it doesn't guarantee it so he's continued to to develop you really can't take the spring game the spring game was like watching professional professional wrestling it, it was it was rigged <laughs> you know it was obvious that the, the defensive line did not rush with any intensity they didn't blitz and in the secondary they obviously were told to don't take shots at the receivers. So it was meant to be fun and upbeat, and they threw the ball on purpose because of what I just described. They really wanted to have some fun, make it fun for the fans, but that was no real football game uh, that they played in that scrimmage. So you saw talent and you saw people execute, but it wasn't full throttle. Uh, but I thought Felipe had a had a very good spring, and I don't think there's any doubt he continues to evolve. And I thought in the last two or three games of of uh, the past season, he played well. And and uh, you know, for a while, as we know, in in his prior year, uh, not last year but the year before, you know, there were times that Felipe got the Gators beat, and then you just hope. Can he play good enough to hold steady and not get him beat and contribute some? But I thought at the end of the season he was helping him win. And um, and so I, I think he is at that point. I think he continues to evolve. And certainly the track record of Dan Mullen is he has good quarterbacks his whole career. And, and I think Felipe's probably going to be that. Now I think he, he is going to be a good quarterback. Thank you for showing that. Those great insights from right there in Gainesville. Friends, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're speaking with Lee McGriff, Gator great Lee McGriff, also well-known now as longtime color analyst for Florida Gator Football Network radio broadcast. Yeah, thanks for that insight, Lee. That's kind of what I was, my impression of the spring game. I didn't go to it or didn't watch it, but um, yeah, I, had, I was talking to a fellow actually yesterday, and he was kind of marveling at... Uh, the numbers, if you will, the passing stats, um, and I just kind of thought myself, well, I didn't really put a lot of a lot of credence in those passing stats. Just just kind of for you know, for the reasons that uh, you stated, Coach Mullen doesn't, you know, he had kind of has his own new take on on the actual spring game, and I think you summed it up well, kind of like watching uh, watching professional wrestling. So anyway, it's um, yeah, and that's great. That's why we like to have you to share your insights directly from Gainesville with us. Now I'd like now I'd like to ask you specifically. We have about four minutes in this segment before we take a quick break. 
about Kyle Trask because I know that you've always been high on Kyle Trask. He's, you know, I, I would say across the board, people who have observed him at practice say he's got immense talent as a pure as a pure passer, as an accurate pure passer. He was actually going to get his chance to start. And uh, sadly, he 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 got injured. Um, had terrible timing there, and and, and missed that opportunity due to injury. But um, where, where what is his status now? Do you think he'll return to the Gators, or do you think possibly he might transfer uh, here as, as his career winds, his eligibility winds down, and trying to find a place where he might be able to play? I, I think he comes back. Um, I think he's getting close to graduating, as I understand. So I think he will come back for the fall and graduate from the University of Florida and then see where that takes him. I thought he had a a great spring. And, you know, my perception is where he is with this coaching staff is they think he's a good player. What what I don't think they believe is that he has the huge upside that Felipe Franks has. They also don't think he has the huge upside, which primarily would be about running, that Emory Jones, or, or both the Jones at quarterback, have. So Kyle kind of fits in the middle of uh, of just a good player. And But what you described, when he came in against Missouri last year, everybody went, oh, my goodness. Well, I know I shared with you, Roger. What he did there is what I've seen him do every time I've ever watched him practice or scrimmage. So um, that was kind of a I told you so game. And then and then I really think that, that, that Kyle would have captured the starting quarterback job last year and never turned it loose. That's just my opinion. If he hadn't have broken his foot in practice the next week, he's, he's been – snake bitten by that that foot um this is the second time it happened to him but um you know i think the coaches if if i had to if i had to bet i i think that that the emory jones uh, kyle trask battle for the backup spot will continue through the fall but i think the coaches are really intrigued by emory jones because he can run he can run better than kyle again kyle's effective but emory can really run and, of course, Emory has a live arm, but there's nobody out there more accurate than, than Kyle Trask. So I think the Gators are fortunate to have him, and I think Kyle's been a very diligent team player and patient, and I think he comes back for at least next season. Thank you for sharing those great insights. We're speaking with Lee Griff. He's the longtime color analyst on the Florida Gator radio, Football Radio Network, also former outstanding Florida Gator and SEC wide receiver during the mid-1970s. We're going to take a, a brief break. We'll come back with Lee McGriff on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Before we go to break, I want to remind you and give a shout-out to our friends over at Network Sound and Video and let you know if you have um, any of your precious memories that you have on outdated media, which means you know anything from VHS tape to eight millimeter film to we could go on and on that you really can't even access anymore uh, in this digital computer era. Network sound and video can transfer that and get it updated so that you can use it um, right, right, right now on your computer. You can share it with your friends and family around the country and around the world in a variety of different ways. That's Network Sound and Video, where they care for your precious memories with tender, loving care and where your memories can last forever. You can find them at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. That's NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. Or just give them a call at 407-834-8555. Or just drop by and see them in the Merritt Center on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Central Florida's connection to news, views, and interviews. Important to you. And this is my turn. And now, back to the studio, here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. Talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. Also, as we take a look at the inside of politics, business, and sports throughout Central Florida as well. Right now we're speaking with Gator great Lee McGriff on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. A little bit later, we're going to hear a program we recorded a couple of months ago about a very exciting event, and that was the Apopka Memorial Middle School 
winning the Orange County Basketball Championship, Middle School Basketball Championship. Of course, you know, Mark Washington, one of their co-coaches, has uh, actually been a, uh, filled in as a guest host on our program and is a great friend. And, um, you know, it's great to watch Mark have that kind of success. And it's always great to, to have the young men see them succeed in a big way and uh, great to have them to talk, have the opportunity to talk about it on the radio. So we'll share that with you a little bit later in our show. And that, that was recorded at Porky's back in March. But right now we're speaking with Gator great Lee McGriff. I do want to, before we get to Lee, give you a word from our friends over at Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair and let you know that Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair is your one-stop home for all your lawn and garden needs in the greater Apopka, Northwest Orange County, South Lake, and South Seminole County areas. Apopka Moore is also your home for SCAG power equipment. SCAG, simply the best in the business. When you come to Apopka Moore, ask about the SCAG power equipment, simply the Brave discount program for retired fire, police, and EMT personnel, and active duty military, and United States military veterans. SCAG and Apopka Moore respect and honor all of those who serve to keep America and our citizens safe and free. Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair, located 2975 West Orange Blossom Trail, that's also known as Highway 441, north of Apopka, north of the 451 Interchange. Find out more at apopkamoorepair.com. They sell the best and service the rest. Now back to Gator great Lee McGriff. You know, Lee, as we... um. You know, as you were talking about Kyle Trask and, you know, having, you know, working so hard, going to have that opportunity to start and then breaking his foot and, um, you know, missing that opportunity. And then next thing you know, Frank starts getting better and improving. And um, it just kind of shows, as you've seen, as you've witnessed personally, um, and as, you know, any of us who follow football closely have seen, it's amazing just how some players, you know, the breaks break for them and they get opportunities that were even unexpected and, you know, take advantage of those opportunities, and other guys just never seem to be able to catch a break, you know, or even have, have uh, you know, a dark cloud almost, uh, just have, you know, extraordinary adversity. You know, it's like, I, if you were talking about Trask, it made me think of back, at, back in 1984, Dale Dormany, you know, was a fifth-year senior quarterback, had, um, you know, invested, you know, four years already in the program. He was going to finally get his opportunity to start on an outstanding team. Um, you know, the first on the field, which turned out to be the first on the field SEC champions. And I think the last week of practice, or maybe even the last day of practice, the week before the first game, you know, he uh, blows out his knee and, and misses that whole opportunity. And I know you've seen players in that same regard as well. It's uh, just kind of one of the one of the more things that makes um, you know football and sports uh, the, the interesting you know uh, endeavor that they are. Boy, that's that's so true, Roger. When when, when you live that life and. Uh, the 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 players that are in the middle of it, they know what you just described is such a reality. Um, and and you know the the pure assumption that many fans might have that you know always the best guy is playing and you know it all works out just right or fairly. It's not. It's it's as much a life as anything else in life is. And and. Uh, Good memory about Dormany, um, and but those things happen all the time, and you know there there are really talented players that that never you know their careers never come to fruition for multiple reasons. It may be uh, it may be academically, it may be emotionally something happened that took them out of it, or you know it may be injury. But it's uh, it, there's very few athletes, very few that go through playing at a high level unscathed. You know, uh, maybe an Emmett Smith goes along and everything just happens for him, and obviously he's very talented. But most guys go through a dark time, and it really is uh, most really good or good players' stories that they work through some real adversity. And, and I know sometimes that gets... Uh, like uh, a worn-out story, whether you're watching 30 for 30 or E60 or whatever, but it really is true um, that if if you're if you're going to rise, you probably are going to have to work through something. And the fact is, people, a lot of athletes, football players, we're talking about who may have great great um, physical talents, 
sometimes they don't know how to deal with that adversity as well as somebody else, and therefore they don't become the player they could have become. Just one more thing that I think that makes sports, and especially football, so so fascinating are all the personal interest stories you know, behind the scenes. Yeah, and Leah, I'd like to ask you about a topic that we've never really discussed, but I've I've been curious all these years. Is and I, and I, it's, it, the timing is good because you know, the NFL draft or actually is going on right now. It started last night, but you actually played professional football as well. And can you, if I'm not mistaken, you you went to training camp with the Dallas Cowboys, and then you you played with the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a year. Um, is that correct? First of all, yeah. And in, in in the in between, um, when I was re- released by the Cowboys in the final cut um, before the first game, uh, the World Football League, the original World Football League, that was not in Europe, it was it was in the United States, and at the time was a you know just like the USFL, it, it had a lot of talented players. Anyway, I finished that season in the World Football League, so I went to Jacksonville first and was traded to Charlotte. So that was part of my journey as well. And yeah, I remember when you were with the Cowboys, I was really pulling for you, you know, and um, you know, and you you you, you almost almost made it all the way there, even though I guess you wouldn't weren't exactly the prototype of what uh, Coach Landry or the NFL might have been looking for at that time. Can you t- tell us about how you came to be with the the Cowboys and your journey you know, in from college football to professional football? Yeah, and by the way, I'm not the prototype for anybody, and that started <laughs> in high school. Nobody <laughs> thought, oh, look at that guy, you know. So that was part of my story and part of my journey is working past that uh, because I don't look the part, and I know it. Um, but what happened is, uh, which was, you know, I was a walk-on at Florida and then a free agent in the NFL. So at every stage, nobody really wanted me. And so I had to, you know, power through whatever wall was up. And uh, the Cowboys, as well as there were, you know, there were the Eagles and there were the Raiders in particular, and then the Cowboys who, uh, at the end of the draft, wanted me to sign as a free agent. And unwisely, again, you learn through life's experiences about how you would have done it if you'd gotten a second chance. I didn't think I needed an agent. Um, Wish I would have. Might have made a big difference. But I picked the Dallas Cowboys because I liked the Cowboys, and uh, they talked great to me. And so at that point, my experience in life was I had been rejected along the line, and no matter where I went, I could overcome it. So it turns out that Cowboy team was a Super Bowl team, and um, to not drag this story out, but the year before, the roster size was 49 with seven, what they used to call the taxi squad, which is the practice squad. So you, you, you had, uh, you know, you, you, you had 56 players on the squad, and the Cowboys had six wide receivers. In, in 1974, which was the year before I went in 1975. So they, they described Bob Hayes was no longer going to play, and they went through the list of the people that were there, and they said, you really have an, a, an open shot, one of these six spots. So, you know, I signed. I signed in, uh, uh, you know, in, in the uh, January or February of 1975 with the Cowboys, excited. Burton Lawless, my good friend and teammate, was their second-round pick. So Burton and I went out there together. But um, because in 1974 there was a strike, um, the league decided to change the squad size to 43 and no practice squad. So we're we're talking about a lot of spots on a team. There were 56, and in 1975, there were 43. So the Cowboys only carried three wide receivers, half of what they did. I was the fourth guy. I was the fourth guy. And so um, I kept hanging in there, and, you know, one of the tough parts in the NFL that, that – Guys don't know till they get there. Unlike high school, college, or even before that, you may have to work through some adversity, but you do get to stay on the team, whether you're first, second, third, 
or fourth that you stay on the team and you battle and you battle in practice and you just might in time break through. But in the NFL, because they have to get down to a certain number through the preseason, if if you don't get an opportunity to make something happen, it's just unfortunate. And so um, as I went through the entire preseason, which was six games, I, I was playing, but I'll give you an example. We were playing the Rams. I was supposed to play the whole fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, we didn't get the ball until uh, about a third of the way into the quarter. We ran three plays, all running plays, punted, and never got the ball back. That was the entire fourth quarter. So what was supposed to be my whole fourth quarter to play was three plays, and they were running plays. So those are the types of things that can happen to you that are out of your control. So um, ultimately, um, they, they, the Cowboys, um, cut me after, you know, at the, at the end of the preseason. Of course, I was heartbroken, but then, you know, uh, the Jacksonville Express at the time had the rights to me in the World Football League. And, and I went there and got traded to Charlotte and Lindy Infante, the uh, former Gator running back and, and coached at Florida and eventually became the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, was at Charlotte. And so he was after me. And I got there and, and uh, you know, talking about the journey of pro football, I actually had three really good games. And one of them was against Jacksonville and uh, had my best game. And it was going well. And the league folded for financial reasons, um, which seems to happen now ever since the AFL and NFL merged back in the day, they didn't quite make it. So anyway, that was, that was year run, uh, year one, but uh, it, it was close. Yeah. Fascinating Cowboys story. Thanks for, for sharing what, that with us. You know, cause I, um, and I, I remember I followed you through the paper, the Sentinel kind of, you know, followed your progress closely. And, you know, I, I remember you, you almost, you almost made it uh, despite all, all the odds. And, uh, yeah, and I'll have nightmares tonight since you brought that <laughs> up, Roger, because in my heart and mind, I, I'll always believe that, uh, and I did almost make it, but I was good enough to be on that team. But again, they had to get to a squad size of 43, and um, and the Dallas Cowboys did just fine without me, and that's you learn that about life, too. The world moves on, but... Uh, but I was there and in the middle of it and believed that, that I was good enough to have played for them, but it didn't work out. Friends, we're going to take our next break. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Please stay with us. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. Thank you for the opportunity to join you. I hope you're enjoying the program. We're speaking with Lee McGriff, Gator Great, one of the outstanding wide receivers in the history, history of the Southeastern Conference as well, and also, of course, well-known for his role as color analyst for the Florida Gator Football Network for many years. Before we go back to Lee McGriff, I want to let you know about our friend, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, and all the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic, and let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain has been voted best chiropractor once again for now 10 years in a row. So if when you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. That's 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. Dr. Patrick St. Germain has worked with athletes at all levels, from elite high school and college athletes to professional athletes to Olympic champions. So when you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. And be sure to tell him Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now back to Gator great Lee McGriff. And, you know, Lee, I'd like to pick up kind of where we left off. And you talked about you know, your journey with the Cowboys. You know, that's one thing that um, virtually every single guy that's ever played in the NFL, whether they were a star or whether they you know didn't quite make it or a journeyman player, has has impressed upon me, you know, in private conversations and sometimes on the radio is what a numbers game the whole thing is and how, and just kind of just what you're telling me and how, how many really talented players 
never make it or never make it big just because of, you know, they're, they're crowded behind a bunch of other talented players or, you know, somebody gets a break due to injury, somebody doesn't get a break due to injury, or somebody's the guy that gets injured. And, you know, it's just kind of um, that, that element, you know, it, it, it's part of it, you know, kind of almost that, uh, you know, of course, hard work and perseverance and all those things are a big part of it, but also there's a, there's a part that's just completely out of, out of guy's control. Um, and thank you for sharing that, that experience about yours. Now, I would, and we got about four minutes, um, and I'm sure that's not enough time. But you were a part of one, I guess, one of the more infamous teams in in uh, NFL history, and that's the 1976 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm sure that I'm sure that's uh, that was a uh, an experience with you could share a lot about. But can you just share a little bit about it here in, in our ne- next three to four minutes? Quick, Roger. You know, one of the tough parts about professional football, unlike baseball or even professional basketball, when you're right on the edge, you're either totally in or totally out. There's no minor league system to go to to keep you alive so that if you just didn't quite make it that year, they could reach back the next year or during the season if there was an injury and pull you up. It's a real missing link, and I I still don't understand why the NFL doesn't want to invest the money to have that. But concerning the Bucks, you know, I grew up in Tampa, played at Plant High School, and uh, so after year one of uh, my journey playing uh, both at Dallas and Jacksonville and Charlotte, uh, the, obviously Tampa had a franchise. I signed. It was too good to be true and uh, went through training camp, had a really good training camp, and made the team. And, of course, it was part of the fantasy was there's Steve Spurrier, one of my boyhood Gator heroes, is at quarterback, and I'm in the huddle with him. It was That was surreal for a while. I had to work past that, you know, and say, hey, you, you're grown up now. <laughs> this is, this is the, you can't be feeling that way about Steve. So, and, and, uh, so I, I made the team, and fast forward, one of the things you learn about professional football, too, is – you know, you might be a wide receiver, but you could have injuries at the linebacker position on your team, and because of the numbers games you surprise, they might bring in one or two linebackers and cut a wide receiver. So, you know, you learn that game of which you you don't um, you never imagined till you till you live it. And in fact, if fans for for fun during the fall watch the NFL transactions, people are cut all year long. For the teams that aren't winning, they're always searching, and whether it's injury or trying to get other players in, there's constant movement. The teams that are winning, they kind of stay still, but that's only a handful. The majority of the league is cutting and changing constantly throughout the year. So um, as I got um, into right right about November, all of a sudden, um, to my surprise, I have to admit, I didn't see it coming. Um, uh, Coach McKay called me in his office, and 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 they released me. Uh, there's a lot behind that. That uh, also, I'm guaranteed to have nightmares. Now that you've brought this up too, <laughs> but I can tell you that I was just in in heaven playing for the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, it couldn't have been a, a more perfect to have been able to play at Plan High School, play for the Florida Gators, and now go back home and play for the Tampa Bucks. I just man, that that was it. And I, I you know, and eventually the, the Bucks did turn it around and of course a lot of people don't really know this, but it, being in the middle of that first season that team was better than most people think, and and there were games that could have been won, and I won't get into the whys or wherefores that, that I think sometimes that happened, um, but not so much a reflection of players. But regardless, uh, so the Bucks kept scrambling things up, and, and uh, I was one of the fatalities of that. And uh, that ended up being the end of my my uh, playing career, you know, but I, I certainly started several games for the Bucks and, and – uh, you know, it uh, it's such a bittersweet uh, memory because part of it was just absolutely fantastic, and then ultimately, in the end, it was a heartbreak. But uh, that's that's the life of a professional athlete. Thank you for sharing those great insights with us, Lee McGriff. And uh, yes, and that's exactly um, what, as I said before, makes sports so fascinating and such a uniquely fascinating experience. And um, thank you for sharing your personal insights with us and your personal experiences. It's uh, been great to be with you once again today. Thank you for joining us. Friends, we're going to go to a, our next break. And when you come back, we'll hear from 
a, a very exciting segment, which was recorded at Porky's Barbecue recently with the Orange County champion of Popka Memorial Middle School basketball team and their co-coaches, Coach Mark Washington and Coach Melvin Bolden. And that's presented by Tuffy Auto Center Apopka and by Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair. Please stay with us. We'll be right back on the Roger Franco Williams Show. Hello, friends. It's great to be with you today. Now we have a special segment on the Roger Franco Williams Show. One of the more exciting things that's happened this year has been the Apopka Memorial Middle School captured the Orange County Basketball Championship. And we were fortunate enough to catch up with one of their co-coaches, Coach Mark Washington, the other members of the coaching staff, and even some of the players up at Porky's back in March of this year. And we wanted to share that with you on the Roger Franklin Williams Show today. So what you'll be hearing here in just a moment are interviews with Coach Mark Washington, Coach Bolden, other coaches of the Apopka Memorial Middle School coaching staff, and players of the Orange County champion Apopka Memorial Middle School basketball team. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. Joe Ferraro's here. Coach Mike McDaniel of baseball is here. John Perry is here. And right now we're pleased to be joined by Coach Mark Washington, other members of the coaching staff of Apopka Memorial Middle School and players of Apopka Memorial Middle School of the basketball team, of course, and they just captured the Orange County Championship on Wednesday night. And, guys, it's great to have you here. And, Mark, I'll let you just kind of go ahead. And first of all, congratulations, Mark, Thank and you. congratulations Thank to you. all of you. On uh, you know, It's not, not easy to become a champion in anything, and you guys have done it. So we're happy that we're here to celebrate with you today, and we're glad you're here. Um, before we go back to Mark, I want to let everybody know that our program is presented by Florida Door Solutions. And let you know if you have garage door problems of any time, Florida Door Solutions has your solution, and Florida Door Solutions gives back and supports everything in the Apopka community and on our stations. And, you know, just tell us who we have here, and um, you kind of set the stage for us. All right, Mark so, Washington. <laughs> all right, so uh, first and foremost, um, thank you to the city of Apopka for coming out and um, showing so much support and dedication and just love for the, for the guys. I tell them all the time that this, isn't, this, this season wasn't just about 2019. It was about 2019, 2018, uh, 2000 and, uh, 2010, way back to the 1990s, the 80s, generation after generation, um, they've come through these halls. So it's just great to see it all kind of come together right now. Um, but it wasn't just one coach. It was it was, it was was all of the coaches. As a matter of fact, I was actually the, the latest addition. Coach Bolden and Coach Piconi, they've already been at Apopka Middle. They were there for, um, they, I mean, they could tell you when they introduced themselves, but they've been there for years. I was um, I was a student there. I played there. Then I, um, I spent the past two years coaching down the road at the Rival, and now I've went from the Rival to, you know, um, back home. It was kind of a homecoming for us. So um, all the coaches, they'll get a chance to introduce themselves. Then we'll um, tell you guys about the players, and then they'll get a chance to, to talk to you guys. Right. I was going to say, it didn't seem like too long ago we were having you and you as the head coach of Wolf Lake <laughs> Middle School up here at Forky's. But, yeah, go ahead and uh, yeah, introduce your coaches and have them say a word. So um, so I'll give them the mic. They'll just talk. Uh, they'll introduce themselves, and then we'll go from there. Hey, I'm Coach Bowden. Uh, I've been at Apopkin Middle School now for six years. Um, and like he was saying, uh, you know, we thought it was a good idea to, me and Mark, we, we childhood friends. Uh, we, we college roommates, FAMU, same dorm. Uh, you know, good idea for us to join forces at our old middle school that we went to school together and uh, bring the first championship back to Apopkin Middle School. Uh, so also we have uh, Coach Piconi. How you doing? Good morning. I'm just so happy to be part of this coaching staff. Coach Bolden and I have been there seven, six years, uh, being part of the basketball teams, trying to help them as much as possible. Even when we were volunteering, we were just happy to be part of uh, together and now with Coach Washington and the great players in sixth grade, Jamari and Cameron, Elijah Olson, sixth grade, playing, ba- playing basketball. So we're proud of the players. We're proud of the coaching staff, even Coach Shaw, another volunteer. We're just proud of everybody and how much they gave of themselves. And we had the goal to, to try to win the championship with the boys and even make the playoffs with the girls. So we're so happy that we were able to accomplish both accomplishments. 
So we're just proud of everyone. We're just so excited about Popka and Popka Daughter's future, hopefully. So we're very excited. Absolutely, and uh, we're happy to have you here joining us at Porky's on Blue Darter Sports Central. Joined here in Mark yesterday <laughs> on the Our Hometown with Debbie O'Brien program. Oh, yes, yes. Now, Mark, tell us about these fellows we, we have here sitting with us. Okay, and um, and quickly, we also want to make sure we, we recognize and acknowledge um, Coach Shaw, Jaquan Shaw. Coach Shaw is, is a Popka resident. He also went to a Popka. He helps out with um, the volleyball team, basketball team. So um, we, we always say we're kind of like the Avengers assembling, we're like the Fantastic Four. We all came together to make this happen. So all of us played an equal role, and it was like um, a job by uh, accomplishment by committee. So right now, I'm having deja vu because last year we had Nakai, Kaven, Bryson, Brandon, but instead this year it's a new regime. So now we have our three team captains. Um, Gavin, he wasn't able to make it today, but um, what I'll do, I'll just quickly breeze through all the names of the roster. Now let these guys get the mic and then go from there. So really quickly, we have Jamari Sibley, Elijah Lewis, Brandon Southall, Cameron James, Antonio Ferguson, Gavin Justice, Lewis Rodriguez. Guess. Um, Takoy, TJ Baskerville, Jeremiah Keaton, Sincere Edwards, we're halfway there. Devon Carwaz, Jeremiah Montpremier, John Fields, Andre Chatu, Carter Hankerson, Kevin Robertson, Charvis McCoy, Chavars McCoy, they're the two brothers, they came over from Meadowwoods. Um, then we get into our practice squad, the sixth graders, Evan James. Miles Risper, Josiah Shaw, Larson Taylor. We even have um, a team statistician, Coach Bolden. Who's our stat man? Uh, Deshaun Steele. And, and Deshaun, that's Coach Bolden's guy. He, um, they, you know, they, they go way back. Um, he's a seventh grader. Then myself, Coach Washington, Coach Bolden, Coach Piconi, Coach Shaw. Um, and then Coach Axon, he's the athletic director. Uh, man, that was a lot. That's a mouthful. I'm going to stop talking. Now. I'm going to let these guys talk. Go ahead. Who's up first? Yeah, well, tell us who, who's, who's Okay, here. so we have Elijah Lewis. Elijah, introduce yourself, buddy. What's up, guys? My name's Elijah. You got to get close to the mic. Oh, sorry. My name's Elijah Lewis, and uh, this is my first year playing with the basketball team because I didn't have the right stuff to play with uh, the first two years in my middle school year. And we just had a fun season. Like, we had some ball games, and we also had some close, uh, close games. And then uh, the playoffs was our toughest part of the season. We had a lot of close games uh, in those couple games speak up and then um sunridge sunridge um we we took them down we did good in that game and then gotha was one of our hardest competitions uh we, we took that out and then okoye was our was our closest game and uh we both everybody did good everybody did their job and played their game all right good it takes to win it, it, and um and what grade are you in eighth and you said you, you didn't play last year. You didn't have what it takes. How, how, did, you, know, how well, did you get what it takes? And uh, you know, like I didn't mean it that way. I just like didn't have my physical. <laughs> You're referring to your paperwork. Paperwork. Yeah. Okay. I didn't have the paperwork to play the first two okay. years. And he, and he has a, he comes from a basketball ask you about your coaching yeah. there, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> that, that wasn't on me. I wasn't here last year. That was Pagoni and Bolt. I wasn't here last year. Nathan Lewis the great high school player who's going on to college right now. He runs in the family. Even Cameron, his younger brother Evan, was in practice squad. Hopefully he's going to carry on the legacy of, of Cameron, Cam. And Jamar Sibley, before that, Rashard Sibley played basketball at the high school. And the father's here right now. It's just wonderful about carrying on the legacies of all the names of the players. Great job. So moving right along, next up we have Cameron James. Um, we had a good season. About Okoye, they, they they are a good team. Our first game that we had played them in the regular season, it was we won by how much? Like nine. Nine. And then when we had played them in the championship, it was a close game. But my last three years, I wasn't starting sixth grade because it was just like my first year playing like kind of organized basketball. In seventh grade year, it was an okay season. Then eighth grade, it was a way better season, all six and seven. So I'm just glad to be on this team and glad that we won the championship. To uh, what do you attribute? Uh, why, why do you think this season was, was better than last season? Because I'm also playing AAU, and I'm getting more comfortable instead of, like, always being nervous and stuff <laughs> like that. So Okay, good, good, good. Uh, next up, who do we have here? Jamari Silver. Yeah, um, I played all three years. Talk into the microphone. I played all three years. And sixth grade year, I was on practice squad. Um, I ain't played that much. Seventh grade year, I started, but we had like we wasn't that good in the season. But eighth grade year, 
we won every game. Like this, the season we was like, we blew out every team except for Kobe. Uh, that game I had like what 19 points in that game, and then in the playoffs, well, I, we all did good. We all came out with a dub. The first game, we took them out. We got we got the dub. The second game, we just. We took care of business, beat them by five, and then we just kept on going. Then to Koei again, well, they did. Well, they actually gave us better competition. They they kept playing hard. We went to overtime in that game. Then we just took care of business in overtime. In, in what position do you play, Jamari, and, and what, how would you say is your role on the team? Uh, I play point guard and, and shooting guard. And, um, well... I play with better defense than all these, all these three right here. But obviously very versatile. Okay, Jamal. Yeah. Okay. Point guard, shooting guard, and and a great defensive player. Now it's, it's easy to see why you guys. If you were the best defender, the why weren't you guarding Jalen? And also, we, we definitely have to give a shout out to um, Gavin Justice. Gavin's not here today. He's actually about to go. I'm get ready. He's preparing for a mission trip. Is it to El Salvador? So I think he's going on a mission trip tomorrow. So he um, he's actually getting ready for that. Um, he played a vital role. He was also an, an, um, a multi-year player. So um, Coach Bolden, he can talk a little bit more about Gavin Justice. Uh, Gavin Justice is the only kid on our team that's homeschool. Uh, he's been with us for three years also, three-year player. The only three-year players we have is Cameron James, uh, Jamari Sibley, Sibley uh, Gavin Justice, and uh, Jamari. No, them the only three. It's only three, three players. Uh, we also want to give a big shout out to Coach McMillan. Um, he's been at a Popkin Middle School for a long time. He's actually here at the show with us. Um, so he he's the one who told me. He said uh, if y'all you know win uh, Wednesday night, y'all will be the first team ever to win the county in, in basketball. And Coach Mac, he's been a track coach for the last 30 years. Uh, at Apopka, so you know he's the reason why I started coaching. Uh, he got me to coach volleyball first. That was my first sport I ever coached, and then I um, went from basketball, and now I do track also. So coach, coach Matt. Yeah, true story of teamwork in many different I, ways. Uh, yes, yeah, so I've been at Apopka for the I've been at Apopka for the past 34 years, and I had Mark and Melvin and Jaquan all as sixth graders. So I also coach at the high school, so I've seen these kids grow up and now I have pictures of them when they were in the sixth grade. Now here they are leading the first ever championship team at Apopka Middle School uh, to a county championship. Uh, the girls won back in 86, and now the boys have never done it before until now. So they're the first championship team uh, as far as the girls, and I had all these young men as sixth graders. So I'm just very proud to watch these young fellas grow and the young kids today. Uh, they just did an awesome job, and I um, look forward to what they're going to do in the future. Oh, Thank that's you. awesome. That, that is a great story. Um, boy, to, to have these guys as, as students and players when they were in sixth grade, see them come through and make great contributions as players and then go on to become young men and then uh, lead the team to a state championship, a uh, county championship. <laughs> Wonderful story. Thanks M for being Maybe here. state will be down the line. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Of course, Boudard Sports Central is presented by Florida Door Solutions. And in the best Apopka tradition, Florida Door Solutions gives back. Florida Door Solutions supports Apopka High School athletics, youth sports in our community, and Apopka Little League, and many other charitable organizations throughout our community. To find out why Florida Door Solutions has been named best garage door company multiple years in a row, visit FLADoor.com or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866 FLA door and be sure to tell them you're in a Popka Blue Darter. And also want to give a shout out to our friends over at Baptiste Orthodontics and let you know that Dr. Andre Baptiste and Baptiste Orthodontics look forward to bracing the Blue Darters for success in 2019. And also want to let you know about the Baptiste Orthodontics Popka Blue Darter Athlete of the Month. It's Naya Vogel in softball. She was a pitcher, and Caleb Stallings in baseball, who, of course, is a pitcher as well. Now let's go back to Coach Mark Washington, his uh, the other staff, other coaches from Apopka Memorial Middle School, Coach Melvin Bolden and Coach Anthony Piccone, and players as well, Elijah Cameron and Jamari. And, Coach, one question, uh, Mark, that, that, that jumps out 
is I think the team uh, uh, was not too, you know, didn't have a lot of success in terms of wins and losses last year. Uh, this year you end up winning the county championship. What were some of the differences between uh, you know, this year and, and last year? And I'll start with you, and then I'll like to get your th- the thoughts of your staff, you know, your, your, your colleagues as well. Okay, so um, I guess um, now last year, you know, the past two years I've been focused on um, just developing and, and growing the, the Wolf Lake program. And I, I also am on the coaching staff over at Apopka High. So um, the, the First and foremost, we always want to focus on the city of Apopka, whether it's the Piedmont students, whether it's the Apopka students or the Wolf Lake students. So um, previously, before I got to Wolf Lake, I was over at Teague Middle School. When I got to Wolf Lake, Wolf Lake only won two games. So um, my brother and I, we formed a a, a blueprint and just a kind of a game plan. And we turned that team around. After the first season, we went to the second round of the playoffs. Second season, we went all the way to the county championship last year. Um, that's when we came up two possessions short against Carver Middle School. So with that being the case, I have experience in, um, and like I say, it, it's a testament to preparation because really once you once you change the mindset, anything is possible. The rest is basketball. So what I always do is I try to focus on the ABCs of success, and these guys know what the ABCs are. The A stands for academics. The B stands for behavior. C stands for character and conduct. Once we get those things under wraps, once you become a great citizen um, off the court, it's that much easier for you to stay focused and understand what it takes to be a better player on the court. And uh, so that's that's what I've done in my uh, my four years of doing this. As far as what was happening behind the scenes at the Pop Cup before I got there. from the other guys? Yes. I've been informed we're down to our last minute. Okay, so that's why I'll let them talk about that. Yeah, um, like you said, I, th- I think it also came with, uh, with age, with experience. Uh, last year they was young. Um, so, you know, this year they learned from their, their mistakes. Um, they grew. They was hungry. Um, they came back ready, ready to play. Coach McConey? Yeah, just with all the Apopka, they've been here so long. They lived their lives here. You know, just to be part of that, you know, in seven years now, it's wonderful. And Wolf Lake's loss was Apopka's gain this year. It was. He made the, the final thing what we needed, Coach Bolden and myself, and the players getting getting better and more experience. Congratulations, Coach Mark Washington, Coach Melvin Bolden, and Coach Anthony Picconi, and congratulations to the players, Elijah, Cameron, and Jamari, and all the members of the Apopka Memorial Middle School Orange County Champions. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.